Hello everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 141. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven, spelled with a PH and an A, one of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs.com, and joining me this week, of course, the other main dude, man with a plan, the tall man from Toronto that had nothing rhymed there. <laughs> I was trying to rhyme it, you know, but... If only I was work. from Japan. I know, I was going to say Kazakhstan, I don't know why I jumped there, but that doesn't... Yeah, okay. Uh, it's Steven, spelled with a PH and an E, but for the purposes of this conversation, it's Steve, to avoid confusion. You know how it is. Yeah, what up? Um, it's week, I don't know, 60, 70 of self-isolation. I, I don't really know <laughs> it's definitely not week 60. Oh, God. It's 2022. Eight? I don't, I don't know. Week eight? Sea of Stars is out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since I went to see a movie, sat down at a restaurant, did, did a normal thing. I used to do in the before times. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing like movie nights on Fridays or Saturdays, and mm. we actually like. I know people can just like torrent the shit, and we just don't do that. But we just rent the movie off of Cineplex's store because it's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we watched like Bad Boys for Life last night. Oh, really? No. Do, really, do you I, rent HD or SD? No SD. 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 Yeah. So it's kind of like. I got like a bunch of like scene points too from like back in the day, so it's all, it's all been free anyways. And who the hell knows when I'll actually get to go to a real movie? So, mm-hmm. I I never trust points because like you remember HMV when they were around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I had I had enough points. I hit the level where I had like fifty dollars I could redeem, and like that week they announced they were closing, and I went in to spend it, and they were like, "Oh, we're not accepting points anymore." And I was like, "You fuckers." <laughs> It wasn't that guy's fault. I was like, you probably got a lot of people angry at you. And he was like, yeah, I'm losing my job too, though. So whatever. And he was like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, I don't trust points. Never trust points. Redeem them often and frequently. I remember uh, when Sears was closing down, we were at Sears. And and, uh, I have this like memory of someone like kind of complaining or something because they mentioned like there's no returns. Like, what do you mean no returns? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And just like, lady, there's not going to be any store for you to return it to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you, you, some people. Karen's, am I right, Steve? Exactly. Let's uh, let's talk about some video games, though, as we want to do on this show. Let's start with some events. I have a couple we can actually plug this week. I know, yeah, there's quite a bit. Coming up on May 13th, uh, a couple days ahead of when Patreons are listening, but the day of, if you're listening to this, the day it launches, airs, shows, releases? What do you say for podcasts? Airs? No. Releases. For everyone we re- else. We release the podcast. That's true, like like the Kraken. Yeah. Uh, you can check out the Career Ignite and Improving Your Job Interview Skills uh, workshop being put on by Stadia and Pixels Montreal. It's currently full, but they said please register anyway in case someone drops out or returns their ticket. That's happening from 12 to 1 p.m. on Wednesday. So anyway, just throw your name in the ring. You might, you might get it if someone drops out. But the thing you can definitely tune into because there's no limit on how many people can watch a Twitch stream is Dirty Rectangle's first ever intercity online Live stream. They will be featuring a talk from Dave Proctor from Mighty Yell, developer and game director on The Big Con, who will be talking about designing branching narratives in adventure games. Sounds super interesting. I will be tuning in. That's from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, May 13th. And you can find that on Dirty Rectangles Twitch, which we've linked on the site. You can also find them at rectangles underscore TO or just at Dirty Rectangles. I think it started in Ottawa, then they did the Toronto branch. Yeah. So that's why this is the first like inner city event they've put on. Nice, nice. Yeah, Dave's Dave's awesome too. He he worked. He was at Thirteen Games originally on Runbow and stuff like that. So I met him a couple a couple times and he's a good guy. Um, we should also mention we kind of missed talking about this, but To Jam is going on right now. Yeah, um, online. 
so yeah uh, completely online just like everything else uh so maybe just like check out on twitter or on our discord or whatever like that we'll share the games that kind of come out of tojm because it's we're recording this Sunday afternoon, so there's no point. It's in just wrapping up. Yeah, it's yeah. just wrapping up. So I'm sure over the, this week, we'll like a lot of the games will kind of get released and stuff. I think last year they put all their games on Itch.io. Um, they had a bunch of streams this year from uh, like uh, Drinkbox streamed Guacamelee and Cappy streamed Super Time Force. Nice. So it was a pretty cool stream. I, I dipped in but didn't watch too much. Uh, and lastly, at the end of the month, uh, the Toronto Unity Developers Digital Meetup is happening May 21st, 7 to 10 p.m., and you can register for that. They'll have a guest speaker from Unity talking about new features in the new Unity beta. So if you are a Unity developer or interested, you don't even have to be from Toronto. It's online. You can do whatever you want. Tune in. Who knows? That's it for events. Um, let's move on to some jobs. We, surprisingly, have a lot of people hiring right now as yeah. the unemployment rate in Canada keeps increasing every week. We seem to be doing all right in the games industry. So <laughs> uh, first let's plug um, some game developer jobs. Uh, first up at MetaNot in Ontario. Uh, no, they're looking for, Vancouver. No, Vancouver. Whoops, the other one's in Ontario. In Vancouver, they're looking for a 3D generalist uh, for Gadgeteer. That's their upcoming game. A VR experience that has a low to mid poly look. Um, so if you're a 3D generalist uh, who would be interested and located in the greater Vancouver area, go to our site, canegamedevs.com slash jobs. Check that out. Um, they're looking for someone three years experience in 3D modeling for Unity, um, strong experience in modeling, PBR texturing, UV mapping, all the things you would expect from a 3D generalist artist. Check that out. Uh, next up, A Game Studios is looking for a lead C-sharp slash Unity programmer. Um, you must be located in Ontario. I'm assuming that's for tax credit purposes. And at this point, you must be willing to work remotely. So if you want to develop and improve various game systems and tools, code core systems and gameplay mechanics, uh, integrate game components into the game, animation, sound effects, etc., go to our site, kinggamedevs.com slash jobs, send your application in. Um, and we might have a third job coming up soon. Stay tuned for us on that. Check oh, it out yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, just follow us on Twitter. And we post them there frequently and Facebook. And Discord. and Discord. And Discord, yeah. Everywhere. Where fine game jobs in Canada are posted. I just I just yell it outside of my house, too. So if you're in the North uh, North York area in uh, Young Shepherd in Toronto, you might just hear me start yelling jobs. Yeah, that's so a good place that. to go, too. Yeah. <laughs> Do that, too. Uh, that's it. I, I have a lot of news this week. I know. You, and it was all you, by the way. You... You killed it this week. I'm not even like I'm not even a main dude of the site anymore. You just kind of, I'm like your your Robin to your Batman basically at this point. Thanks, man. You're more of a Nightwing. You were like you were the Robin, but then you graduated. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, I had I got into a good rhythm this week of like I would start like I would just peruse Twitter or whatever looking for a story, and then I would like start a draft, and then I would like do my work day, and then like when I wanted to take a break from that, I would just write up quick and post. So I got into a good good rhythm this week. Nice. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of cool shit coming up. So. I'm, uh... It was it was neat. Like I would just be on Discord, and I would just see like a notification in our news section. By the way, join our Discord to be like Jesus. I'm like I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> cool news like Infinite Guitars just announced for Steam. I've been following this developer on Twitter for a while, Nico Nico or at Nico Guy on Twitter. They're Vancouver based indie developer, and they've been teasing this game for a long time, untitled. Just like hey, it's a game I'm working on. It's pretty cool. It's a turn based rhythm RPG. Um, it's got a lot of mech combat, but also like mini game style, like guitar hero rhythm based stuff. 
Um, and it's all hand-drawn art style animations, very scratchy. Um, I originally posted it as solo dev cause that's how I'd been like seeing it for a while, but then they reached out in a DM and they were like, no, I have a small team now. Oh, so I, I amended that a small team based in Vancouver, nice. at least one of them working on infinite guitars, steam pages up. You can add to your wish list. And uh, uh, the, the pitch, the, the great one-sentence pitch, a turn-based rhythm RPG about powering up mechs with guitar solos and fighting anime-style mech battles. That's how you pitch your game. Yeah. It's, it's got a great uh, trailer, some great concept art, and in-game screenshots. Yeah, I like the, I like the art style, too. It's very, um, I don't even know, really know how to describe it, like, simple, I guess, mm-hmm. and very kind of, it looks like a cartoon, like, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. as well, yeah. which is dope. Un- uncluttered, uncluttered is yeah, how I describe yeah. it. I, I, I like that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I had no idea about this game's existence. When you post it, I was like, that's the greatest name for a game I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. life. Um, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm quite excited for this one. Do you, do you know if he mentioned, I know it's on Steam or whatever, or it's coming to Steam TBD, so... But do you, has he said anything about a like console or anything like that or Switch or anything? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I assume true. this is one of those like if it does well, they'll probably reach out to some other porting studio. Yeah. At yeah. the moment though, that just Steam is within the scope of what they can do. Steve, are you going to put this on your wish list? Oh, are we in that section right now? We're not, but like this is an opportunity. Yes, I I will. I want to do that excellent. Now. I have Steam cool. booted up, so actually, let me just boot it up right now. Let me look at it. It's oh, got a good Steam page too. You know what's in the Steam page, Steve? Gifts. Gifts. There's gifts in the Steam page. God damn it! It's a great, great Steam page. <laughs> if an indie developer can do it at Marvel's Avengers, then you can do it. Cause oh, yeah, Lord knows right. you have more resources than than this developer and small team. Oh, has, such a such a good Steam page. It's been added to the wish list. Actually, this is a really great Steam page. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so yeah. good. Anyway, shout out to Nico Guy on Twitter. Check them out. Another great looking game coming to Steam. Wait, I don't know if it's on Steam yet. Uh, Forgone from London-based uh, Ontario, not the British one, indie studio Big Blue Bubble uh, announced their 2D action platformer Forgone is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on October 5th, 2020. Uh, originally, it was a early access Epic Game Store game. Uh, it's a hybrid action platformer and looter, but featuring a narrative-driven gameplay loop. And they were actually the booth right next to Remy Games, the studio I went to EGLX with in October. And uh, I looked over and I was like, oh, it's Dead Cells. And the developer like, ah. and I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you get that a lot? And he was like, we get that it looks like Dead Cells, but it's not a roguelike. It's not procedurally generated. It's a, you know, single player camp, it's like, but um, like meticulously designed yeah. in that it's like a linear campaign, not a roguelite. Exactly. Mm, I see. I see. It's uh, there is a Steam page. It's it, the release date set for March 1st, 2021. So actually after the... The, the console port. Huh. Oh, that, that makes sense. Because they always do like the year-long exclusivity year, right? on yeah. Epics. Yeah. Funny so enough. Probably a uh, year after when it launched on Epic. It releases October 5th is my daughter's birthday. So this No way. Be, That's yeah, two must, days before my birthday. There you go. So must be this must be for Sophia and your birthday. And actually my birthday is September 30th. So it's, it's probably Holy just... Holy moly. The, they're releasing it for our birthdays, really. All right, you get it on uh, PS4, I'll get it on Xbox, and we get it for your daughter on Switch, and then we all play it. There we go. Sounds good. I think she'll be playing games by when she's one, right? I don't know when I started playing games. I feel I want to say two or three. I don't remember, though. Yeah, my mom says I was two, which I feel like is super young. It might have been like a late two, but she has this like photo of me playing like Super Mario Brothers on the NES. 
Nice. And says that I'm like in a like on a onesie. And uh, she she loves she always tells the story. She talks about because my brothers are like ten years older than me, so like they were playing it. And eventually, like I just got better at the game than them and finding all these secrets and stuff that they didn't know about. <laughs> you and got not, good. Yeah. Well, basically, I had nothing else to do with my life, so I just played. Whereas my brothers, I'm sure they're in high school, so they're probably just you know being teenage boys. I definitely feel like I've gotten worse at games. Oh, as I've gotten I, older. Oh, for sure. I've I've. I sorry talk about that when when we go to the games we've been playing. I've 100% gone worse at video games. It's Oh no. It's quite jarring where I'm just like, "Oh god, my back hurts and I'm worse at video games." Like I'm really <laughs> The average esports player retires at like I think 21 or 22. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz oh, Jesus. I don't remember the last time I read that stat, so it might be out of date, but it's definitely early 20s. Wow. Yeah. And next bit of news this week, a Kickstarter campaign launched for co-op puzzler Zoria. Uh, so newly minted Montreal-based indie studio Mad Life has launched a Kickstarter for their first game, Zoria, at Zoria Game on Twitter. It's a two-player cooperative puzzle game where you play with time and must survive by navigating the shadows. Uh, so this game um, won one of the Ubisoft, I think the Ubisoft Indie series thing. Hmm. Um it won a Ubisoft University competition. Uh, the team is four graduates of Polytechnic de Montreal, and it was shown at E3 2017, which was one of the prizes for winning that Ubisoft competition. Oh. They're currently at uh, 35% funded, almost 7,000 Canadian uh, saved up for this. And if successfully, uh, the Kickstarter campaign is a success, they're hoping to hit PC first quarter 2021. They have a bunch of stretch goals, um, the last one being a Switch port. Um, yeah, and cross-platform support for co-op coming at $80,000 raised. So if you want a... It's a very pretty um, co-op-looking game, um, and you want to get in on the ground for that, check out Zoria. Link's on our site. Kickstarter, you just search Zoria. You'll find it, like Z-O-R-Y-A. What do you think? You looking at it? Yeah, I'm watching the the trailer here that you got embedded. I like the embedded on the site, by the way. Right? The, uh, yeah, you can. I figured out how to embed Kickstarter campaigns, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, I like the art actually with, with this, uh, like kind of the snow. I don't. Is the whole? Is it all in like a snow level stuff, or is this just sort of the one level I'm looking at? This is just what I've seen in all the the, the press kit and stuff. Is this snowy level? Yeah, true. Um, but there's like a blue. It's almost like the ice climbers. Like there's a blue one and a pink one, and. Yeah. Uh, you kind of work together to solve puzzles as you yeah, do. I'm liking it. Yeah, check that out. Uh, next up, Streets of Rage 4. It's getting a physical release, of course. Yeah. This one's from Merge Games, which is a UK-based company, not the usual limited run release we usually see. Uh, but pre-order's up. It's 53 Canadian for just the game, or 80 for the signature edition, which comes with a key ring and character art booklet. Um, and Merge Games has done uh, physical releases for a couple other high-profile indies like Dead Cells and Frostpunk. So if you liked Streets of Rage 4 a lot or were impressed with the first gameplay reviews you saw and wanted to get a physical release, this is your time to do it. Co-developed by, of course, Guard Crush Games in Quebec. Quebec City. do this. What's in the limited box? I'm just looking right now. It includes copy of the game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Five limited additional pins. Mm-hmm. Collector's Certificate. Angel, Axel Stone's Blue Bandana, which is the main guy. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack. And I'm not I'm not crazy about the, the special edition. I wouldn't mind having this physical. That'd, that'd be kind of cool. Then you can lend it to people. That's the one of the big things people ask me. I have so many games. Like, I actually, like, I bought 
physical copies of like Firewatch and Oxenfree and stuff because I've actually lent them to like like three or four people at this point who checked it out and like that was awesome like there you go you wouldn't have played it otherwise i wouldn't mind getting this just so i can then get streets of rage one two and three on sega genesis get the box and then just have the that would be cool have the th- have the four boxes and just look how ridiculous it is that three games <laughs> came on genesis and then again on ps4 <laughs> it's like that 30 what did we say 20 year gap 20 right yeah about 20 because streets of rage 3 was probably like 1993 or so mm-hmm. um let me let me do a quick thing so yeah like 25 years 1994 is when it came out so 26 years damn which that's is, a uh, long time yeah which, which is ridiculous and uh i don't know i i, I really liked streets rage 4 like I, I i was telling people or you know i said in the last episode people should give it a shot it's a little short at the 30 dollars or whatever this is you know this lim, lim, this physical edition is 53 but mm-hmm. it's on game pass like if you have xbox and game pass and stuff like that it should be it's a no doubter to to download it and give it a shot Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it. I, I kind of dabbled in it a couple times since since uh, beating it. Because um, I want to gain gain the platinum in it is going to be damn near impossible. But there's a lot of trophies I can still just grind out. So next video news. Might, I might do. Oh, it's also on Game Pass on Xbox One and PC. So if you yeah. have that, you can play it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's no it's no brainer if if you have that. I might do that. I might do this right now. To be perfectly honest. I'm going to hit you with another bit of news. This one came out of nowhere. I was reading the local paper, but it's not paper. It's online because we're print media. <laughs> the Chronicle Herald is one of the main papers out here in Halifax. And they actually interviewed um, Thomas Gionin, or Spoonie Bard Tuma Productions, uh, who worked on Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, which just released last week on Steam and Nintendo Switch. So I saw this and I was like, wait, no way. And uh, so, yeah, I actually reached out and we're going to have an interview with Thomas uh, on the podcast feed in the coming weeks, uh, probably next Friday, um, trying to do them biweekly. Oh, if you missed it, check out our interview with uh, Radio General's uh, developer, Michael Long. That was interesting. I liked it. Um, But yeah, Jane's Silent Bob Mall Brawl is an NES developed game. So this game will be printed on a cart from Limited Run Games and you'll be able to plug it into an NES or any other retro game console and it runs. It's insane. Really? Yes. yes. Like an actual real NES? Yes. And a cart. You plug in your NES and it plays the game. But it's also on Switch uh, and Steam. Oh my god, that's amazing. It is. So apparently um, Thomas's whole... Well, one of his like uh, breakout games was uh, actually a, a spin-off game for Golf Stories. Um, they, there was like a mini game in there called Golf, but it was like G-A-L-F. And so apparently Limited Run was a big fan of Thomas's earlier work, reached out, was like, hey, would you want to make like a spinoff game for this other game we're working on? And we'll print it on an NES cart. And he was like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. So that was one of the first Limited Run games he did with them. And it actually got printed on an NES cart. And so that is the same story with this one, which is an ancillary game to Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch, which was crowdfunded on Fig. Uh, so yeah, there's a the whole interesting story around this game and Thomas's path to game development that got him here. But yeah, if you want to check it out, it's fifteen dollars on Steam and Switch. Where? So wait, I'm looking at the screenshots and they look this game looks dope. So it's like a beat 'em up, right? Like Streets of Rage, basically. Absolutely. So yeah, you'll see it on Steam and Switch. There's like you know how the four by three games they just put like some art up on the side. Yeah. That's but not I'm, there on the NES version. It actually so just plays in four. But I'm not seeing the screenshots on the website for the NES version. So where can I can I see it on? I see it on Steam. Uh, that'll be on Limited Run Games. Uh, they'll be doing some carts for it, and uh, oh, that's how okay. you'll be able to play it. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't link any of those in the article I'm seeing now, so I'll, I'll add those in. But yeah, it's pretty easy. If you just look up Limited Run Games, Jay and Silent Bob, Mall Brawl, everyone was tweeting out about it. Like, Jay was the... Oh, who's the guy who plays Jay and... Uh, Jason Mewes. Yeah, him, Kevin Smith, uh, some other people tweeting about it. And I, when I was interviewing him, I was like, what's it like knowing that Kevin Smith played your game? And he's like, it's pretty cool, I'm not going to lie, which is uh, damn right. Ah, cool. That's cool so stuff. cool that they. I don't know. Is like I don't know other games that have done this. So I'm. So apologies if like this is pretty common for limited run or something like that. So I'm not super familiar with like limited run in general. But mm. this is so cool that it plays on an NES. Mm-hmm. And like I almost want to buy it just for that reason mm-hmm. alone. No, it's cool. It's it's definitely really cool. I've seen. Um. Oh, there was some UK developer who made an SNES. Like the whole mm-hmm. point of his game was like. He's going to release it on Steam and stuff, but it's also an SNES game. I forget the uh, developer, but yeah, I've seen it before. And obviously, Thomas here has been doing it uh, previous to this one, too. Yeah, I know I know. Genesis and Dreamcast got a lot, like not a quote-unquote a lot, like they, like relatively, they got a decent amount of games released for it mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years. Because it's like in Brazil, I think like those old consoles are just like still like really banning because they have they have like tariffs on on consoles and stuff so like old stuff does really well mm-hmm. and so i know like dreamcast got a lot and genesis got a lot because i don't think there was like there was really much restriction from sega to release games on there but i thought like nes i thought nintendo just would be like no you're not really like you can't do this <laughs> but there must be apparently some, like, like you can just make it like it's not through nintendo or anything like you just made a plastic cart and it works on that system so yeah and they didn't have any like rules like there's nothing built into the hardware that like you can't make a playstation disc and put it in a playstation without like a dev kit or something but now but the nes is so old they didn't have any of that yeah there's not even the esrb rating on the on the thing exactly this is (laughs) pre-esrb oh man i'm so blown away by this this is so cool i might uh i'm trying to find how much like the how much it is on the nes version but doesn't I don't see it. Is it like I just see like a mailing list? Limited run games. Get it on. Oh wait, good. here I'm, I'm an idiot. Same was. It's fifty four ninety nine US pre order at this point. Yeah, sure. That's a that's a hefty for a, actually. How much were NES games when they came out? Adjusted oh, for I inflation, mean, it was like ninety bucks, wasn't it? Well, I know I I have this vivid memory of. A there was this uh, TV show called Mighty Max, which was mm. basically the like g- the boy version of Polly Pocket, and all the toys mm. were like small little things. And there was a Mighty Max video game for Sega Genesis, and I remember it being a hundred dollars back in nineteen ninety two or three or four, or whatever this was. And I, be- I begged my mom for it. I was like, I want it, and my and my mom was like, Are you out of your goddamn mind? It's it's a hundred dollars. And I oh, I remember man. just being like, but that means it's like a super game. It's the best <laughs> game ever. I didn't get it. <laughs> I've, uh, never, I've never played it. I'm sure it's nowhere near as good as my story about about it. So I've just refused to. I think it's just like a generic shitty platformer. So hmm. I'm waiting for AAA games to start bending the rules of like that that fifty nine 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 US price. Because I think honestly, some of those games are like if Red Dead at launch, they were like it's a hundred US because this game's like a hundred hours. So be like, you know what? Fair enough, because I buy you know indie games at the lower level that give me like hundreds of hours of replayability for like fifteen bucks. Why not explore the under end of that? And Ubisoft's already doing that. Like the they specifically design all those different like SKUs to have like the eighty nine ninety nine one be the desirable one and yeah. try and like push people to that one. So like they're already kind of doing it. Like 
if they came out for cyberpunk and they were like, it's a hundred bucks, what are you going to do? You, you want it? And I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> like I'm waiting for them to start exploring the higher end of prices. Cause adjusted for inflation, games are cheaper now than they've ever been. Yeah, uh, exactly. In the U S specifically in Canada, it's a bit wackier, but like if you adjust for inflation, like NES games and stuff were like 90 bucks, weren't they? Uh, yeah, like I, like Sega Genesis games were around there. PlayStation one games were kind of cheaper. I think they're like 50 bucks, but N64 That's the power games of the were CD. Yeah, exactly. N64 games, I think, were like $70 or $80. Um, GameCube, I remember being 60 because I made $6 an hour, and I remember thinking I had to work 10 hours in order to buy a GameCube or PS2 game. So, and and, and that's all like 20 years ago now, um, mm-hmm. or 15 years ago. Yeah, I think games are cheaper now in general due to inflation. I'm it, AAA pricing is always weird because it's always like the same. There's very few prices or games that kind of triple a games especially that dip below the standard like 59.99 at launch mm-hmm. but you'll see indie games like all over the place like streets mm-hmm. of rage 3 or sorry streets of rage 4 was 30 dollars daymare mm-hmm. which i was looking at was like 50 dollars some games will release at 20 like they have no there's no rule quote unquote they just release at whatever yeah um i i assume ps5 and xbox uh series x games will be 10 dollars more though yeah you think so i think they'll be uh, yeah i think they'll hit the 70 dollar Okay, because they didn't jump between PS3 and 360, you know. So I don't know if they would do that jump. Did they not? I thought they did. No, it was fifty nine ninety nine. Oh wait, no, you, you're right. Sorry, PS2 to PS3 jumped. Yeah, yeah. But that I, that jump in graphics was noticeable. Like we're hitting the point where like you can't really really tell the difference between a PS4 and a PS5 game. No, not really. And and um, I guess like in Canada we saw a jump like mid <laughs> mid generation because our dollar just Tanked. dropped. Huh, maybe we shouldn't have tied our entire economy to a volatile commodity. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not, but, I'm not an economist. But when our populations is like 10% of their population, we kind of have to bend to their their dollar a little bit. It's true. And they're, and they're directly south with us with a giant border. <laughs> the largest shared. undefended border in the world. We could just go over, you know? Really? Russia doesn't have it with someone else? I don't think so, because the, bo- the U.S.-Canada border, because, like, Russia's border is, like, a bunch of little countries, but the largest single undefended border between two countries. Yeah, I was thinking Russia and Mongolia and China might have been huge, but maybe it is border, maybe there well, is. It a- has a wall. It's defended. No, that's, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Ubisoft has announced the winners of its 2020 Ubisoft Indie Series. So this is the fourth iteration of this competition. Uh, studios in Ontario could pitch their games um, to a panel of Ubisoft and National Bank judges. Uh, they announced the winners this past week. The grand prize has gone to Toronto-based Vivid Foundry yeah. uh, for their upcoming game Solus State. They've won 50000 Canadian dollars, mentorship from Ubisoft experts, as well as personalized finance diagnosis from National Bank. Uh, they also get some marketing support for the game when it comes out. Uh, the special prize went to Kitten Cup Studio, also based in Toronto, for their unannounced title. Um, so they've won $25,000, as well as the mentorship from Ubisoft and some financial diagnosis from National Bank. Wait, their game won, but it's unannounced? Like they It's unannounced, they have... yes. So I, I assume like the judges had to sign some NDAs maybe or something? I don't know. That's so strange. Yeah, I guess like it's obviously enough to win, but I'm, I'm surprised that they just didn't be like, here's the game. <laughs> like, Ubisoft they, uh, said... They're getting a bunch game. of free press right now. Like You think you'd want to show it, right? 
Maybe. Maybe they have a publisher signed or something. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. I guess we don't know. They, but yeah. they said of the game, quote, the concept was solid and focused with a prototype that showed a clear vision, even at an early stage of production. With the entrepreneur mentorship, we're excited to see this new studio grow as a part of a talented Ontario game industry. Nice. Um, and a special, uh, sorry, a uh, honorable distinction went to Massive Damage's Star Renegades. Uh, who judges said it had a polished, clever, and innovative combat system and a, quote, unique mix of roguelike JRPG and strategy game genres. So those are the three big winners, and uh, you can check out all the finalists on Ubisoft Toronto's website. Um, yeah, so congrats to those developers. Excited to see these games. Uh, we've been following Star Renegades for a while, and uh, also always looks good. Uh, I checked out the trailer for Soul Estate, which was Vivid Foundry's game, which also looks intriguing. And obviously, Kitten Cup Studio, whatever you got working on, uh, people liked it at the you know top level Ubisoft. So let's see what that is when it's when you're ready. Of course, one of the one of the finalists was also Stitch Media, which uh, I think has a few jobs posted on their website too. So you can check that out. Indeed, um, and you can add a uh, Soul Estate and Star Renegades to your wish list if they're not already, Steve. Well, we already told people to do Star Renegade in a previous episode. That's true. You want to add Soul Estate or? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Excellent. Does it have a? Does it have uh, stuff? Yeah, oh, there's, a, there's actually a demo for Soul Estate. Ooh, so you can see what the uh, the judges might have seen. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm just loading. All right, up. I have yeah. two more bits of news uh, I haven't published yet, but I uh, just want to touch on briefly. Um, Ubisoft has announced a new North American league for Rainbow Six Esports, which is going to have a Canadian division for the first time in what five years of Rainbow uh, Six Esports. Yeah, 2015 or 2016. So the North American League will have a U.S. division and a Canada division. Uh, I don't know how many teams from the Canadian division. I didn't read through the whole press release yet, but um, the U.S. division will have eight teams. I think the Canada one's going to have six, if I remember correctly, but don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, if you're big into Rainbow Six Esports and you want to go pro, now's the time. They're having a... Um, if you're not part of like a team already, they have a program that you could qualify just by playing online. It's called the Open Seas Series. So if you just play a lot, you can try and get into that and get picked up by a team. And last bit of news today, Hololabs, a Vancouver-based, sorry, not Vancouver, Victoria-based studio, has released the Wollstonecraft Detective Agency for iOS and Android. Uh, Hololabs, of course, famous for one of my favorite Switch games, Floor Kids. Do you remember Floor Kids, Steve? I don't. Oh my god, Floor Kids was like this breakdancing game with like a soundtrack by Kid Qualls. Oh cool yeah, DJ. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. So good. Anyway, their new game is a uh, license based on the popular Wollstonecraft. Uh, I think they're a children's book series, and it's sort of like a detective. I want to say like Professor Layton style detective game, but like for kids. It's out now on iOS and Android. Um, we'll have those articles up on the site soon. Is it? Is it? Um, is it free? Like how much is on? Let me actually. Okay, I don't now. think it's three f- free, but I don't, have, I don't have my phone on me right now, so I can't. Yeah, I'll check quick. I can't imagine it would be more than. Actually, I don't want to say in case I make it seem. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> so on the App Store, it's free actually on iOS. Oh, it is free. Interesting. It, it might computer be... science over twenty exciting cases catch clever criminals. It might be one of those things where you, offers first... in-app purchases. Yeah, is what it says. Okay, I was wondering that, or it's like you know, uh, like the first little bit is free, and then you got to pay. But at least you can download it for free and check it out. I'm going to do that after this because it looks kind of cool. 
Based on 14 ratings, it has a 5.0 out of 5, which means all 14 have given it 5. That's pretty nice. cool. Nice. That's, uh, that's where you want to be. So yeah, on, check those uh, out. On Google, on it's 4.7. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Well, Google's tougher crowd, obviously. Those bastards. Bastards. All right, that's it for all of the news, events, and jobs. Of course, all on our site, kingofnews.com. Had a really good, really good week this week. We got a lot of engagement. I updated the uh, Alberta Game Studios list. Um, thanks to Alberta Makes Games for their great resource. And then, like, I, I just went to the games page on their website and like looked at all the games and then found the studio from there. But they actually just had a studio list on their website, so I missed a bunch. So I'm gonna have to go back and add some of those. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to reformat it so it's like studio name with the link to the website, city in the province, and Twitter account, and then is it active as of the day I add them? Nice work. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still looking at the Streets of Rage 4 thing. I don't know if I... Uh, man, I don't know. Hmm. Do I get it for it's PS4? Like, I own it for PS4, right? That's true. Um, who would I, you more likely lend it to? On Switch, Xbox, or PS4? Probably PS4. Yeah, well, that, that's how I look at physical games. It's one of my favorite things to do with physical indie games is lend them to people i guess part of that though is you know sony has said that ps5 will play ps4 games but will it play ps4 discs Mm. and i don't know if they've confirmed that or if it's just like the downloaded games you know they haven't confirmed yet either if you bought a game on ps4 that also comes ps5 whether you'll just get it on ps5 as well yeah exactly so like they got, they, I, I know they won't, but I want them to because that's so sleazy. Because like even EA's doing it with the sports games. So think, if EA's doing it, I think they will. I think they will do it just because everyone else is doing it. I I bet you they weren't going to do it, and then everyone was saying that they have like they were going to do it, like crossplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, maybe Switch, but the Switch version is is nine dollars more expensive. Yeah, that's the cart tax. You got to pay for that. Switch tax for playing games on the Switch. I'm gonna, it's the on-the-go fee. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on this and then and then I'll report back next week. Okay, sounds good. Let's move on to one of my favorite segments, Steve. Wishlist this. Now, if you recall a time when the great Brett, rest in peace, was on this show with us, he would frequently or you would wishlist the game while we were talking about it, and I was like, this is absurd. Let's just make this a whole segment. So every week, I highlight three upcoming Canadian-developed games that you can add to your wishlist right now. This week, let me present to you. Picture, picture you know when the waiter comes to the table with like the silver tray and he like takes the lid off of it? Has that ever happened to you? Never, but I see it on TV. <laughs> so picture me coming to you digitally. I lift the silver tray. You know the ring, the ringing metal sound that happens? Yeah. Yeah, that just happened. And I present to you Snacko by Blue Curse Studios in British Columbia. <clears throat> Former big city kitties Momo and Mikan are starting a new life on a seemingly deserted island. Unravel its mysteries while you rebuild a community from the ground up and farm fish and explore the island and beyond. This game, hella cute. I'm noticing a lot of cat games lately. Um... There's Calico, which is another indie game. I think they're in Seattle or Washington State area. Um, uh, there's a couple other I'm blanking on now, but cats are coming back in a big way. Oh, Minico's Night Market. Indie cat games. I'm here for it. This is, this is another. It's got a great, like, uh, the characters are sort of pixel art 2D, but the yeah. world is sort there's of like 3D. 3D. Like um, uh, Octopath Traveler, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Except not quite as gritty JRPG-y, you know? 
no, it's it's very like colorful and and uh, kind of like Animal Crossing looking kind of color. And you know what they have in their Steam page description? Gifts. They have gifts. Instantly able to know more about your game. Make it a gif. Flip the gif. You know, you know how Brett would say flip the switch. We say flip Just make the a GIF. gif. Make a gif. It's actually really hard to make a good gif. I. I I found that, but um, I don't think I've ever made a GIF ever in my life. I just take other people's gifts. It's but, got, but uh, I've never had to use a GIF for something I plan on selling, so I've never. That's true. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. There's still time. Yeah. Uh, you can wishlist it on Steam right now, like you just did, right, Steve? I did. Excellent. Um, yeah, Snacko. TBA release date. So always. You never know when it's going to come out. Game development so whack. Oh, for sure. All right, this game was highlighted. Um, you sent me a list of like Steam's doing like a uh, fifty curated games thing later this spring, oh, for, like a, yeah. a Steam event, and and you went through and one is Canadian, right? Yes, <laughs> that because like, well, like, they actually posted like the the areas that their developers were from. So I just controlled mm-hmm. F Canada and only one. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was a lot easier than I went through all the indie mega booth sale games and found all the Canadian ones. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, you you hustled for that. <laughs> That's all, uh, that sales uh, will be over by the time you're listening to this, but um, yeah, I'm buying a couple in that sale. Uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, you know, how Kit Fox has a bundle. Like, I'm gonna complete my bundle so it like takes a discount off all the other games. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna get Future Grind and Russian Subway Dolls and Always Sometimes Monsters Ooh, and Spring Falls, yeah. which is and so this is like six, seven, eight games for thirty bucks. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, but yeah, that's an aside. This game we want to talk about, Legends of Eternal by Lucid Dreams Studio in Montreal, Quebec. You can wishlist it on Steam. <clears throat> Legends of Eternal is a 2D single-player action-adventure game where you need to explore beautiful, handcrafted environments, solve clever puzzles, and battle tough creatures to uncover the truth about your parents' disappearance. It's pretty. I like this game, Steve. I like how this looks. Yeah, let me just... Uh... Let me just post my my Steam is going a little slow, so I'm, I can't. That's okay. That's okay. They got um, kind of like GIF headers. They're not actually like gameplay or anything, but they're just like little little cute he- headers for the different segments of the Steam page. Oh, there's a demo it, too. It was an official selection at Tokyo Game Show 2019, and it was uh, at the Lotto Quebec Indie Game Zone official selection 2018. Developed and published by Lucid Dreams Studio. I like it. Looks good, and it'll be part of like a, I forget what the Steam event exactly was that you linked me, but it'll have that demo and be featured um, along with a whole bunch of other Canadian indies. So I have to ask Steve, as we are often asking, is it on your wish list? It is. Perfect. What are you going to do if I just say hell no? Although I oh, guess man. I have said no a couple times. You, you have said before, you're like not not for me, or you're like I'll just get it on PlayStation and wish list it there if it has a page, but. Yeah, yeah, we we want to help out the the Canadian developers. Being on wishlist helps you to the all almighty Steam algorithm. Of course, which Last we're all slaves today. to. Which one? Which we're all slaves to. It's the true. Uh, actually, more and more, I'm I'm playing games on Epic, but uh, that, that's an aside. Oh, interesting. Um, last game today, I want to highlight "Cops Kissing Each Other" by Hello Vikram in Calgary, Alberta. <clears throat> Are you a good cop or a bad cop? Beat up the bad guys with your billy club or peacefully kiss them with your lips. Minigames, bosses, love, war. Your beat, your choices. Kiss or kill. Uh, so this game, hella cute. I'm, I'm digging the style. Um, 
Hello Vikram, a solo developer based out of Calgary. Planned release date, about a year. I don't know really what that means. That's kind of a rough uh, well, <laughs> release like, date. Like, when, when does this when? post yeah. it? Like, yeah, when I'm when. looking at it? Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it'll come out in a year, probably. That's great, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's got uh, kind of like, um, I'm seeing like a street brawler type thing. Uh, with some mini games where you can line up and, and kiss your foes and you'll make love, not war. Um, what will it be? Kiss or kill? Is it on the wish list, Steve? It is. I'm getting um, a little bit of like twin stick shooter, like bullet dodging, I guess, because it looks mm. like the enemies have like shoot projectiles, whereas you don't. You just yeah, like kind of a bullet hell them. style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you don't have a bullet. You're, you're beating them down with the. You have a baton. billy club. Yeah, it's called a baton, son. Uh, the Steam description says Billy Club, and why would oh. it lie to me? Well, I was quoting Simpsons. Is oh oh yeah? Is that like Whacking Day or no? Uh, Bart is like riding with uh, the cops or whatever for some reason. I forget why because he's just a shitty kid, and it's just like oh can I can I see your club? And he's just like oh it's called a baton, son. He's like what do you <laughs> use it for? Clubbing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Oh man, that's good. And then like he almost gets killed by Snake, and then it just like the the alley closes the and alley, his target yeah. stick. <laughs> so oh man, they give Bart the gun too. Yeah, <laughs> God, I love the Simpsons. We rewatched that episode like couple like couple months ago, or whatever, with Disney Plus, and we we're just like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's so hey, many. Chief, can I hold I my watching... gun like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the birthday boy. <laughs> uh, love watching oh, all these things as like an adult and just like. Every like Mr. Burns is such a like all the capitalist stuff that he jokes or like that are all centered around him. Yeah, like all the they they they're protesting and and stuff like the dental plan episode, like dental plan, Lisa dental plan. Pers- I never places. I never understood that episode as like a ten year old, but as an adult, oh, it's like even more like it's way better. <laughs> Stop! You guys broke my train of thought. The one joke that I never got, but I did as an adult, is when Homer's like doing the cannonball stomach thing, and he goes on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, there, uh, Mr. Burns is in the crowd with Smithers, and Mr. Smithers is like, "Wow, there's a lot of people here," and uh, Mr. Burns is like, "Ah, and you didn't want me to buy Ticketmaster." <laughs> He's like, "You were right, sir," because <laughs> uh, Ticketmaster is a horrible, horrible company that makes concert going um, worse. I hope Ticketmaster just dies with all with everything going on. Yeah, me too. Um, but that's it for Wishlist this this week. Snacko, Legends of Eternal, Cops Kissing Each Other. Some very different, very Canadian upcoming indie games. Now it's time for a different segment. Instead of looking forward, Steve, let us look to the past. To a vintage, you could say, Canadian developed game that you picked and I picked to bring up in uh, an effort to maybe get someone who hadn't played it or has you know, drifted away from it as the sands of time washed over our, our hard drives. <laughs> Why don't you hit me with, uh, with your pick for vintage Canadian game of the week? Vintage, of course, meaning aged, aged well with time yeah, worth picking is, up in modern times. And this is the, this is the quarantine special or whatever that we're kind of, you know, we're all stuck inside. What are some of these, a lot of these games you probably have just part of those humble bundles or, or PlayStation PS, plus, PlayStation plus, whatever. Um, my my pick this week goes to Planet of the Eyes, a very easy uh, platinum or a hundred or a thousand point score on uh, on achievement or whatever. Um, it's basically Limbo. Uh, it's a nice short, you know, two three hour Limbo mm. clone um, for Co- Coco Cucumber. And here in Toronto, they made um, they made River Bond, which is out on Game Pass and stuff like that. I actually liked Planet of the Eyes a bit more. Um, Ooh, hot take. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Actually, wait. I, that's a different segment. That's a different segment. I didn't really. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't <laughs> mind Riverbond. I played it alone, which I think is the reason why I am not so warm on Riverbond because I think you got to play it with mm. multiple people. Yeah, I played it with a uh, three people at work, and we had just an absolute blast. Yeah. Oh, I I imagine so. But playing it solo, I was just like, oh, this is. I, mm. I don't really. Yeah. I could absolutely see that. Planet of the Eyes. You're basically a robot stranded on an uh, like a planet. Um, and you just kind of like progress, like, you know, we're going left to right, very limbo style, um, puzzles and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of deaths. And then you kind of learn from that death, um, and cool, like little backstory, well-written too. Uh, very cool game. It's very short. You could, you could beat it. I bet you, you could beat it like an hour and a half or two hours. Um, but I, I really liked it. I played it on steam when it first came out and then it came out on PS4 a couple of years later. Um, but a good game. I, I would recommend, uh, recommend checking it out. Okay, I, I don't think know if I it's ever been. That. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever been part of stuff. Like, I probably don't have it just tucked away somewhere in my library, but you never know. <laughs> my pick for this week: the first game I ever played from Kit Fox Games in Montreal is Moon Hunters, a one to four player cooperative personality test RPG. What kind of whack pitch is that? You may ask. Well, you play a hero over five days, uh, building your legend in an ancient Mesopotamian-inspired world. Uh, at the end of those five days, you sort of go up into this cloud area and you begin to build out your like your personality profile based on like what you did during those those days. And you come back as a different um, character or the same one. There's like a couple, four, five, six different characters. <clears throat> and at the end of it, you get sort of like a personality assessment. Um, it's got a lot of like star sign stuff. It's it's a, a very good, good. Um, well, what's the type? It's like um, roll and like a twin stick almost fighting mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's great. I like it. I think it's better with a controller, so I would recommend playing on PlayStation Four. But that's just my personal preference. And have you played Moon Hunter, Steve? No, I've never played. I'm looking at the trailer right now. Uh, I added it to my wish list so you can play the song, the little chim if you want. I'll um, play the little chim. There you go. Um, it looks dope. I, I've definitely seen this game pop up quite a bit. I think it's on pretty much like everything now, right? Like it's on mm-hmm. Switch and, and whatnot. Um, but it looks it looks cool. There's you, how long is it? Like it took me like I want to say three to five hours. Yeah, true. So I want to say um, the co-op's pretty tight too. Um, the screen the sc- screen stretching in like two D games is always like a weird thing. Like you know how the Lego games will like split the screen comic book style. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Or um, other games like Hard Split, like Halo or something. This game kind of just like brings the screen out and in a bit, so I, I like it. And or like whoever's the first player, like you can't tug them away from where the screen is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking but, uh, at yeah. the uh, trophy list, how's it look? Know, the it has a you know average. Where's the average here? Average twenty percent average, which is like which is you know pretty. Legit, actually. It has a, only 0.54% platinum, so I'm trying to find which trophy is the... Just Control-F, 0.54, and it should find it. That's not always the case, though. Complete no. the game as quadrup- quadruplets? Is that, like, play as four Oh, players? that's probably play with four players. You can do that. Yeah. Do you have four controllers? No, I don't. Oh, actually, uh, <laughs> you're right. There is a 0.54% gold trophy. Fill the sky with all the constellations. Oh, yeah, that probably is just a time sink. Would that just take forever? I don't know if it take forever. I also know how many people have like started this game and like never played it because that skews those numbers a bit too. Oh, for sure. I'm just looking at the PSN profiles. Yeah, the PSN profile things. But you know, um, I, I add to those shows. I'll, I'll check it out. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not. 
I'm in a very specific mood for games right now, so I'm not. I've been seeing you play a lot of Resident Evil, Veronica. Yes. Oh, I, I yes, I can't wait to talk about that game. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. That's it for Vintage Canadian Games of the Week. Planet of the Eyes, Moon Hunters. Check them out. Let us know what you think if you do try mm-hmm. them. Uh, I feel like like we used to do, not used to like one week. I I wanted to get a hot take out about Zelda, so I said hot take of the week. But I don't think we have one for this week. No, I I don't really. I have I have a couple of hot takes in terms of like anti Nintendo stuff, but I kind of want to steer away mm. from that because you did a Nintendo one. I don't really have anything that is would be considered a hot take of the week. I think PlayStation's really fucking up their PS Five. Yeah, I don't like how they're they're rolling this out. Like we've <laughs> yeah. seen the controller, and like the first PS Five game announced was that like Game Awards Titan Gods one where they were just like and PlayStation Five, and you're like, oh, I guess that's the first announcement. Yeah, like they're it's very strange, and this is I'm I'm a diehard PlayStation person, but they're just mm-hmm. like completely just like ruining. Like they're just I understand COVID has just messed all this shit up, but like mm-hmm. you tweet a picture of the controller, you could tweet out some hype shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just like Xbox us- is doing these inside Xboxes every month until it launches with like. To, like on the last one, they revealed like the startup animation, and the next week or next month, they're gonna do Xbox first party releases. And then I'm assuming sometime in the summer or like July, uh, June, July, we'll see like the console and a price. Yeah, they, they, um, like there's they a structure to the announcements that PlayStation doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, PlayStation hasn't done anything. Um, like the controller was a blog post on PSN blog. Yeah. And there, and what, I think there was something on the PlayStation controller that they still didn't even touch on because the share button's gone, but it's replaced with like the create button. Create, or something like that. yeah. So it's just like we'll talk about that more later. I'm like, talk about it now. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, we got nothing else to do. Nothing else to do, buddy. Just tell me. Uh, is it going to be a state of play? Do you think, Steve? I don't know. Their state of plays is kind of like meh. They're Although that, bad. people were poo pooing on the Xbox thing that happened this weekend. It wasn't that bad. It was. Just, I don't know what people were. Kind okay, of okay, expecting. okay. I can have a hot take on this one because the right. issue was. <laughs> Ubisoft and Xbox oh, and all yeah. their marketing. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. Specifically the, the like Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay trailer where there was zero gameplay yeah, in the gameplay it was like, trailer. It was quick shots of like cinematic moments in the in the game of like them firing an arrow or something like that. And even I, all the I fine saw... print at the bottom was like expect like um not final anything just console <laughs> and game in development. So like all of it was like pre-rendered, pre-staged. So I understand those complaints but it seems like there's a lot of complaints on just in general what was announced and i guess mm. there was like more there was a lot of horror games but there was a lot of horror stuff that was the thing that was weird there was some cool stuff announced i don't know what people were like i guess people are just they want to see halo or nothing right now it's oh yeah just people like, want to see halo forza and the console like yeah. release date t- price so i don't know if like showing these horror games and then like a quote-unquote gameplay from assassin's creed was the right way to go but at least it's stuff you know yeah more like, than playstation's doing yeah, I got to, and like, maybe now I feel like they're avoiding PlayStation stuff because it's like anything that they do, people just post like Lost of Us spoilers. Mm, maybe. Because I, I closed the, the chat in the Xbox thing like as quickly as I humanly could. Mm. <laughs> so it's like someone's going to post like something from that spoilers. I have no idea. But anyways, I don't really, yeah, I don't know. PS Now isn't as bad as everyone says, I guess. I don't know. Is that a hot take? It's but just not as good as all the other options. It's definitely not. But. It's not terrible. I don't know. It's not terrible. Not That's it hot, for, I guess. When we uh, have a hot take of the week, we'll, we'll do a hot take of the week. Yeah, week. yeah. Maybe this segment becomes more like the thing that blew up, like the gameplay quote-unquote trailer that everyone was memeing. Yeah. 
and like the other developers are roasting it too. Like, like Rami Ismail, uh, a, fam- a famous indie game developer, just posted like a screenshot from his game, and he's like, "I'm excited to share a gameplay preview <laughs> of the next uh, the game we're working on." And I was like, "Ah, oh, you guys are having too much fun with this." The weird thing too is like these like video game trailers have been a thing now for I don't know ever since the PS2. GameCube, like even before, I guess the PS1 had like uh, FMVs and stuff. So people, we've been seeing these trailers for quite a while, ever since like the internet, really. So it's like we've we've been doing this for like twenty years. You should know when you when you say gameplay, what people are expecting. <laughs> like so, yeah, when you release yeah. this like trailer of just cinematic moments, everyone's it's just going to be the same. It's just like cool, I guess, but that's not mm-hmm. gameplay. Like I want, like you know, I was expecting to see gameplay like them going mm. into like a, a hut and sneaking around and stuff like that like yeah know, with that with that classic ubisoft like actor voice chat going on yeah like <laughs> i love that just like oh I, I gotta stay here while they while they walk past should i kill them? no i won't kill them this time oh, good good shot man good <laughs> shot <laughs> anywho shout out to ashraf ismail creative director on valhalla no one deserves getting abuse online for just video games they're toys people come on yeah, for oh yeah, for sure. He shouldn't be getting shit on, but I mean and, and like it's probably um not even his fault. Like who knows? He might have been in the other end being like, like guys, we can't show this. Like you're going to He's like this isn't gonna, gameplay. We're going to fucking ruined. <laughs> uh anyway, speaking of what we've been playing, actually we didn't speak of that, but I'm going to start talking about it. That's fair. Uh this week we haven't streamed anything, but I will be starting to stream again this week. I'm hoping to do Tuesday Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to post a schedule Monday. I have my, my whole setup now. Steve, I have the best internet I've ever had in my life here. I nice. did the speed test. <laughs> the ping was zero. <laughs> and <laughs> the download was 1.07 gigabits per second. Ooh. I'm, I'm basking. I'm like irradiating. I'm getting like testicular cancer sitting in front of this computer. What's, 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 on, your, <laughs> what's your upload? What's your upload? Oh, my upload was like 900 gigabytes per second or something. There you go. It's there absurd. Go. Shout, out to, shout out to my bell guy, Doug. Who hooked me up? He went. He he went all out helping me because uh, this building just got renovated and I just moved in. I guess last week, and apparently, like it was only copper was what they told him was the only internet in the building. And he showed up and like opened the box and he was like, "Copper? This is fiber. They're trying to make me look like an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and so he had to drive all the way back to Dartmouth to get the proper fiber stuff. Shout out oh, to my, Doug. my guy Doug. Oh, so so you have the Bell fiber stuff? Oh yeah. So it's it's, legit, it's yeah. insane. I I downloaded just just for shits. I found the biggest game in my Steam library, Civ Five. It was like fifty eight gigabytes or something. I downloaded a fifty eight gigabyte game in like fifty three seconds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, feels good to be a gangster. Um, <laughs> but that's an aside. Uh, I want to talk about what you've been playing this week because uh, you've been playing Resident Evil Code Veronica X a little bit. Yeah, I I played and beat it. I basically just plowed through that game. I remembered like because I played it back in the day when it first came out. Okay, uh, wait, what is it? I don't know if where this fits into the timeline. So Resident Evil One, Two, and Three came out. Mm-hmm. Um, this Resident Evil Code Veronica X takes place three months after Resident Evil Two and Three. You play as Claire, who's trying okay. to find her brother still, who still hasn't found her brother. What console um, did it release on? It was originally released on Dreamcast, and Weird. it's actually now technically the oldest Resident Evil game. That hasn't been remade because it came out in like 1999 and one, two and three have been remade since then. Right. Hmm. Um, and then was ported to, uh, to PS2, which is where I played it and came with the devil may cry demo disc. 
and um, you play as Claire first, and then like sixty percent through the game, then you play as Chris to end the game. Right. Um, but it's still the same tanky controls or whatever. Like it's still clearly God bless Evil. tank controls. But it's kind of cool because the fir- it was like the first time they were making a Resident Evil game that wasn't on PlayStation, so they had a little bit more power and a little bit more stuff they could do. So there's there's some cool stuff in the game. I remembered like quite a bit about it, which you know I was pretty happy about because I I probably played and beat that game like twelve times or so. Did Dreamcast have analog sticks? It had one. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. There's a first person mode in oh, the game no. in the in a battle mode, and it's. It's it's absolutely horrendous. Oh <laughs> it's, no! It's so brutal. Um, does it have a platinum? It does not have a platinum on PS3. It has a platinum on PS4, but I'm playing on PS now, so it's the PS3 version. Um, okay. I played in beat. I wouldn't get the platinum anyways because you got to beat in like four hours, and I never really. I was just like, Ugh, like there's so. You much don't want to feel rushed. Yeah, and like it's really hard for me to do that shit right now with with Sophia because I think this is one of the ones where if you pause it, the timer is still going, so you really Bullshit. need to like. You really need to like beeline it through the game. No, no, I don't need that stress in my life. There's also some just like bullshit hard moments where, like, you will just get hit. Like, you will hit, mm. be hit, and it's really hard to dodge. Which is where we were earlier. We talked about like how I'm worse at games, and yeah, I'm I I I got died so many times during this game, and I remember like kind of knowing this game inside out, and uh, and it took me forever to beat the last boss to the point where I was like, maybe I just won't beat this game. Like. Oh no! I don't want to do this shit. There was a uh, one of the like final lines of the game is like was in my MSN Messenger tag for like the longest time. That's amazing. So it brought back like some fond memories. Um, but it's it's pretty good. I want to move on to Resident Evil Six. I'm I'm not. I had I was I started playing Resident Evil Zero, but I'm not I'm not crazy. Like I was just like ah like bouncing back between these two characters is such a pain in the ass. I mm. might go to six and give it a shot. I really hated six when it first came out, but I'll give it everyone a shot. did. Yeah, it was it was trash, um, but I'll I'll give it another chance. Um, I am playing Sly Cooper two and four, kind of yes. back between those two games. Yes. On um, on Vita, if I upload my save and then play it on PS3 and download it, I can get my tr- I can get the trophies again. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I found a video from Colin Moriarty at IGN, like from like seven years ago, going over that. I was like, oh, sick! Like I'm definitely gonna. Try to platinum yeah. this on Vita, yeah. or at least get yeah. like a good percentage. See, I did it on PS3 and then got all, all the trophies pop on Vita. The only thing is, like, because I don't have Sly Cooper three on PS3, I have to use PS Now, and I don't mm. know if like it's tied to my user, but I don't know if PS Now saves are like tied differently or whatever. So I'll just wait and see. Hmm. Um, so I was playing those, but the the game that I really fell in love with this week is a fold apart. It's on Apple Arcade. Uh, I need more Apple Arcade suggestions. And Steam. By the way. And Steam, that's right. And come to Switch. Or no, it sorry. Switch. It's on Switch. On Switch? It? Yeah, it's on Switch. It's on Switch. Come to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, spoiler, it's going to be a really easy 100% for sure, because it's, it's a pretty quick and easy game. But it's but a, a good re- game. But really, really good. Probably one of my game of the years this year. Ooh. Ooh. Um, it's only May, Steve. I know. But, you know, not much has really come out. <laughs> I mean, you, you pegged Resident Evil 2, like, January 2019. Yeah, exactly. So, Resident Evil 2 could be my game of the year this year for all I, for all I really care. Resident Evil 3? <laughs> no, Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh, again? <laughs> yeah, just make it again. No. no, fold apart. So, it's 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 about long-distance relationships. The puzzle mechanic is like you're folding a piece of paper, so you're on one platform, and you got to kind of either fold it 
horizontally, vertically, or later on diagonally, um, just to get to like the star or whatever. Some of them are pretty hard, but there's a pretty easy easy hint system. So you just kind of I had to I just let it beat a couple of levels for me. Okay, really well written, really well told, really hits close to home. Heather and I were long distance for like for the first year that we dated, um, and really like captured it quite well. I think even if you don't resonate with the 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 type of game it like the story, like I think you would still enjoy it. But for me, I just like played it. And I was like, I loved it. Like I beat it in two playthroughs and I was just, I was like blown away by it. Like hats off to lightning rod games. Like this game is really, really like truly a really beautiful game. Like I really, really loved it. Um, so I recommend it fold apart. It's on Apple arcade. It's like five bucks. That's probably the cheapest way you could play it. I don't know. I guess I'll look it up on steam right now. Um, or on switch or whatever. I'll stream it this week on King game devs. Cause they sent us a steam code so we can play it through there. Oh, did so, it? I'm yeah, interested so, to see how it controls. Cause my one only complaint is that sometimes the controls were finicky. Like when I tried to fold, like it wouldn't register or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like my phone didn't load it in time or something like that. I'll, um, I'll let you know how, how it plays on PC this week. Yeah. It's, it's $23 on, on steam. So if you want the cheaper way to play it, that would definitely just be on Apple arcade, Apple arcade, um keep in mind it took me maybe like three hours to beat it two now if you have uh the latest ios you can play on your ipad or iphone with a controller i don't think i have the latest ios or i have what what kind of iphone do you have well i have a really old ipad oh if you have an old ipad um you might be able to sync your ps4 controller oh really yeah i uh i synced a ps4 controller with my iphone to play uh overland and it was terrible but you you (laughs) can do it my iPad's so old, though, I don't even know if I have arcades on it. I meant to download it to see. Hmm. It's Report actually 20 Well, oh, that's interesting. It's most expensive on Steam. It's $20 on Nintendo. Unless this is the... Oh, U.S. This, probably U.S. Yeah, U.S. It's U.S. It's nice. Classic Steve. Oh, well, whatever. Anyways, anyways, part, it's, Game of the a, Year contender from Steve. Definitely. Definitely one of my favorite games this year. Okay. Okay. The, the year is still young. We're like three quarters of... No, I did that wrong. Two quarters? That's a half. <laughs> also known as a half, yes. January, February, March, April, May. <laughs> We're, we're five twelve. We're actually past the halfway mark. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. We're just before the halfway mark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're halfway. That's not. That's not crazy to say. There's time. There's time. I said one of my favorite games too. Like you know. Hmm. Um. So actually, this week I downloaded that Black Death game, but I didn't get a chance to play it yet. Same. The adventure yeah, game. So I have it on my phone. I will play it. Um. This week for sure. I did actually. Yeah, I did actually play maybe like ten minutes of it just to say, mm-hmm. just to be so I could say I played it. Um, but and it has good writing so far, but I I need to play more. So next week we'll we'll kind of dive next week we'll together, report back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did, as promised, dive back into Assassin's Creed Origins, which I have on PlayStation Four. I and have mixed. <laughs> of course, you do. <laughs> I do. I do. It's just not. I think it's becoming more and more clear to me that it's it's not my my taste in games. Like, I really like Red Dead Two because of how grounded the character feels like there's some weight to the character whereas in like assassin's creed games you're kind of like skating around almost like when you just wiggle the right stick enough you like you kind of just like zip around like and just the base run speed is so fast and you just hold x and push into a building and you jump like 20 feet like it's very different than what i like in open world games and i think i think i'm narrowing down on like why that works for me and then i went into the, the shop thing and you can spend like 60 canadian on like what is it like 40,000 helix credits or whatever which you use to like buy swords and bows and you can buy just maps that show you where all the collectibles are or double your xp or stuff like 
and of course, like I've talked about that. I won't talk about that anymore, but that, that always rubs me the wrong way where it's like set up like a shop in a mobile game, but it's here's, a full price console game. Here's my hot take. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but see, other open world games don't do that. They have, I would say, more respect for the player. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I really. Yeah, but do if you like, just if you never went to that tab, you wouldn't have known. Like if they never mean? put that option into the game, I would have respected their game more. This is, this is, well, <laughs> we've spent too much time on this. I will say I want to highlight what I do like about it because there are things I do like. I do really like the Egypt they've built. It's really really pretty. And it's like every time you climb up to a, a, an eagle point and it spins around the camera, you're like, oh, all right, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though I had maybe it's just because I'm playing on. Um, like when I've noticed some games perform a little worse when I have my like VR plugged in, but like things are like popping in and out in the distance or like I'll come around a corner and like 10 things pop in, but oh, also really? open world games are hard. So I'm a little forgiving that way. So in that way it's, it's pretty. And uh, actually Rami Ismail, speaking of him again, had, had, a, had an interesting take on, on Twitter this week when people were kind of also shitting on a sad screen. He was like, I really appreciate he's a, um, a Egyptian heritage living in the Netherlands. And he was like, I appreciate how the Assassin's Creed games are probably the only video games where the Arabs are, like, interesting, complicated characters with, like, there's good ones and bad ones who have, like, different motivations and interests. Where in, like, every other AAA video game, they're either terrorists or generic street dressing in, like, Uncharted 3 or something. But in Origins, and you think about it, there's, like, only non... There's only brown people in that game, which is, for a AAA game, probably a first of its kind. Um, and in that way, I think they are really pushing an envelope that way. And shout out to Ashraf Ismail, creative director on it, also um, Middle Eastern um, heritage. So I think I think in that way, it's it's really strong and is really pushing an envelope where a lot of other games don't. Like there, I can't think of a single brown person in Red Dead Two, but it's also a different time and whatever. But also like they're kind of like there's no excuse at this point to not have some of that in your game. And it's all of Origins, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we kind of we we discussed this as well with Rockstar because it's like Red Dead. Mm-hmm. It's you got to take the the time and place and stuff mm-hmm. in it, and um, you know that takes place in like nineteen hundred or eighteen ninety or whatever it is, and like mm-hmm. whatever. And they have a, one of your one of your cowboys is is a black cowboy, and they actually did a lot of research into all the black cowboys of the frontier. Yeah, because it's it's southern. It's like the it's like a southern. It goes area from like fake States. New Orleans to like almost California. Yeah, but. A game like Grand Theft Auto, you know, would you know, uh, which takes place in quote unquote Los Angeles, should be like brimming with like all sorts of uh, cultures and stuff like that. It's not really, um, and then we mentioned how Rockstar just has never had a female. Yeah, I'd like, be interested to see what they do with that. I don't think they ever will because there's no, this I don't think so. But I mean, consumption at at two K where like you got to sell your games to eighteen to thirty year old dudes, and they only yeah. play games with dudes on the yeah. cover holding a gun. And um, but it, going back to Assassin's Creed, like I think the worlds that they build have always been the best parts of Assassin's Creed because, like, Agreed. you know, they created Altiers in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. in um, Jerusalem. Like, mm-hmm. when has that ever been in another game? They created like a pirate game when there's like maybe five pirate games that you can talk about. Renaissance Italy, you know, all these games that like all these areas and and stuff that like isn't in any other games, like. Mm-hmm. They, they've always kind of like pushed um, their worlds like that where it's just like and I remember people being like 
oh, World War II is like the next one. They should go to World War no, II. Like, no, like, no. <laughs> like, no. What are you talking about? We no, have we so have many World War II games. World War II is the easiest like good versus bad story you could ever tell. And I love World War II history, but like it's played out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, whereas, you know. Everyone wants Feudal Japan too, but you think about it, there's so many of those games too. Like we have Ghost of Shima coming out, Neo 1, Neo 2, Sekiro. Like there's so many options for like samurai shogun style third person action games. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I uh, I always appreciate Assassin's Creed Creed games for that, and I mean, I'll like Assassin's Creed Origins. I mentioned this to you, like climbing the pyramid and just like looking out on it, and and like just, I was just like, this is so cool. Like it's so the world. I haven't got there is, yet. I just uh, killed the scarab for people who know how far that is in the game. So I feel like I'm a third, maybe halfway. Yeah, I think it's been a while since I played it, but yeah, I think so. But. Um, and I also dove into some Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer on PS3 <laughs> this week. I found a Discord of very active um, Assassin's Creed multiplayer players. So I got a group together to help me boost one of the trophies. And I have three trophies left in Brotherhood. So if anyone has a PS... I was, I was surprised the servers were still up, to be honest. But if anyone has Brotherhood wants to help me boost some trophies, um, I'll be trying to get some more of those this week. And yeah, when I was, was playing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was when I was playing Code Veronica, I kept getting notifications that you're coming online, but only you. And I was like, "Why the hell am I getting notifications only about you?" And it's because you were playing a PS3 on game. PS3. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." I understand. We figured out a bug. If you add someone from the app, it doesn't show up on PS3 till you restart the system. <laughs> so, like, I was adding people from Discord on my phone. I'm like, I can't add any of you. And then I was like, Oh, you have to turn it off and back on before it realizes you've added them. Which is like, they didn't have the app when the PS3 got retired. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's amazing. It's good, though. I love Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer. I think it's one of the best, like, hidden... It's, it's a cat-and-mouse-style gameplay, right? And there's lots of cool different modes, but, like, the classic wanted mode is is the one everyone points to. And it's kind of similar to a game Redmi Games is currently working on, so I'm kind of doing some research at the same time, too. Ooh, scoop. Ooh, scoop. Um, but, yeah, so playing more, more Brotherhood... What an absurd, fun, good time. Shout out to the people on the, the Discord. I don't remember what it's called. AC multiplayer something. What was the last Assassin's Creed that had multiplayer? Four? No, Unity had co-op, and then they dropped it. Oh, the so last one that had straight up like competitive multiplayer was four. So Syndicate didn't even have... Uh... Syndicate didn't have multiplayer, no. Four had multiplayer? I don't remember four. Yeah, four had a really great multiplayer. Four had my favorite map, where it's this pirate ship docked in a bay and the map actually includes the pirate ship this like little lagoon around it and then like this little port building it's really a really good multiplayer map oh interesting i don't remember yeah. that at all yeah no four had some great the, the multiplayer trophy is really easy for that one um so i got those and then bounced but they had some dlc come out i might i might go through all the multiplayer and just clean up all those dlc trophies because i'm having a lot of fun it's a really unique multiplayer mode that they, so, they just a- added on and innovated on so d- Bouncing back and forth between old Assassin's Creed and new Assassin's Creed, which one do you prefer? Because uh, Valhalla is definitely going to be like the newer style. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the RPG stuff, and I think that's where they've lost me. Like Even yeah. in Origins, when I like I sneak through a whole camp and, and kill all the guys who are like at my level or two over, and then I get to the captain, and he's like sleeping. I go up and do, these, do the stab, and like a little chunk of his health bar comes up, and then he stands up. I'm like, bullshit. Mm. that's so stupid and that's kind of where they lost me and so i I felt something similar with god of war because they kind of shoehorned in all this rpg stuff if there was a button and i maintain this across assassin's creed rpg and 
uh, God of War bracket, 2018 bracket, if there's a button where I could just go into the inventory, press one button, scrap everything that's not the most powerful, equip the most powerful, and just put all the best runes or whatever in, and then I could go back to playing the game, that's the moda. That's the button I want. Because every time I open the menu in Origins and it's like, all right, go through all these spears and swords you've collected over the past hour, scrap them, or compare them to the one you have equipped, the little arrows, green or red, and then get rid of the other one. I'm like, I don't want any of this. Give me the best shit and let me have fun. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And I know so many people uh, I went to school with who really, like, when Origins came out, that was like, oh my god, Assassin's Creed, it's back, it's new, it's fresh. And they loved Origins, loved Odyssey. So I know that people like that, but I don't. I, I think, I feel like I saw something that said, like, don't expect Valhalla to be the size of Odyssey or something along good. those lines, too. Which actually is, yeah, which is good, because that was, like, that's my biggest complaint. Origins is, like, maybe a little bit too big, but still not as crazy. There was definitely a lot of side quest shit that I had at the end where I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. Mm. Um, but but Odyssey was, like, ridi- like it's just ridiculous amount of shit. So... I they're hope. in an arms race for making because like they're, whenever the games are coming out, there's like articles that are like it takes you eight and a half real game hours to walk from one side of the map to the other, and I'm like, no, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's like I don't want to do that though. <laughs> no, no one wants to do that. Oh man, it's no, I it's. I, can't, I, can't I was too hard on Origins, Steve. I was too hard hard on Origins. I know you were, and I appreciate your patience listening to me rant about <laughs> Assassin's Creed games a lot, but um. And I am interested in what they can do with Valhalla. If they strip out that microtransaction mobile game they, bullshit, if they dumb they down, not dumb down the world, but like shrink the world into like really detailed, complicated environments that, oh man, the other thing with Origin, last thing, there's so many moments I came around a corner and I could tell people had spawned in and started their animation at the exact same time because they were all synced up. And like, like there was a row of horses who were all doing the exact same like shimmying animation like as they were shaking their head and stuff and i was like eh, i don't know or like you go to the beach and there's like six people all in the exact same pose like lying down along the water who like all look up at you at the same time and i'm like this is kind of creepy <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff like that's the level of polish red dead and witcher and all those they can hit one above that because they take so much more time with it like i'm sure assassin's creed would get there if they had more time with it they just don't so they make exceptions yeah um but that's the kind of stuff that like I've set my bar at, and it's not hitting that. That's fair. Mm. All right, that's it for my Assassin's Creed talk. I, I probably shouldn't talk about it again until Valhalla comes out, and we, we, we see what that's all about. Yeah, that's it for what we've been playing. Um, and that's it for the episode, episode 141. We're getting there. This is... Um, Where's episode, <laughs> I think, 101 on, like, the stream, because I don't know what happened to the first episodes, but, like, on iTunes and stuff, like, we just hit 100, like, published. Yeah, I noticed that, actually. So, I don't know. We should dig around and try and find those other ones. Have, like, the complete CanadianGameDevs.com canon. I don't know if the, if it just limits 100. Does it actually say past 100? Because I feel like it's yeah, it says one. It's, it says, oh, maybe it is stuck at 100. I'll, I'll have to double check that, but, um, yeah. I don't know, because they're uh, all on the same site. Like, if you go to... CanadianGameDevs.com slash podcast and then just keep hitting back or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll get it's, to one. It's, it's all there. Yeah, it's all there. Bell doesn't so, have fiber in my neighborhood. What the f- like, fuck? This, it, I lucked out with just like just moving into like we're the first people living in this apartment fully renovated and everything. So that, that was kind of well, it like, says why fiber that. internet services are available at three like where my place, but then mm-hmm. just before, but 100 megabytes. That's not fiber. That's not what no, you're getting. That's not fiber. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting blazing speed. <laughs> I know. And now I'm kind of just like, oh, like I want. Oh, it's pretty cool. 
Um, not going to lie. So we'll, we'll have some, some lightning quick streams for everyone this week. So twitch.tv slash Canadian game devs. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over on patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. We're backing you at any level, gets you early access to the show, a special channel on our discord, occasional game giveaways, uh, as well as your name at the end of each and every episode, like these folks. Shout out to Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. We know it's you, Devin. I love you, Devin. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback, um, good and bad, so let us know. And if you like this episode, share it with someone who you think might also like it. Um, yeah, drop us a review. Uh, there's no way to review on Spotify, and, and I don't think Google yet. So I don't know. I know you can follow mm-hmm. people or whatever. But, but yeah, so if you're on Apple, definitely drop us that review. We really appreciate us. And thank you for joining me this week, Steve. Where can people find you online? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter, on TikTok. Uh, Instagram, you throw an eight in there. Um, have you have you refined your algorithm since last we spoke? Yeah, I've removed some of them because there's ones there. There's a few where I was just like, I don't want to see this shit. Like people who are kissing their like best friend or whatever. And there was another one where everyone did the oh, it was the same joke. Everyone would be looking at their bills for the month, and it'd be like restaurant zero dollars. Be like, let's go, and then they would get shocked at like Amazon orders. <laughs> so I, I got rid of those because it was literally the same joke every single time. Uh, I'm just trying to filter it down to baby stuff, basically. Baby stuff. But I'm getting a lot of moms. It's just like, you must be a 30-year-old plus mom. Like, <laughs> Babies like, oh. are pretty funny, to be fair. Yeah. So the, One of the big baby memes I saw this week was Marie Kondo's baby is like this massive child. I don't know who she had him with, but Marie Kondo is like this tiny Japanese woman, or Asian woman. I don't know if I got that wrong. And her baby's like massive. Like she's holding oh, it really? like under the arms and it's like feet are stretching out. Like, you know, when you pick a cat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like that. That is, it's funny. I enjoy that one. I know people are just like chirping Elon Musk right now for his baby and oh, stuff. So that poor are... child. They, I read that that's not. They're not actually allowed to call it that, so they have to rename it. I don't know if that's true. Oh, is there actually because like the state, the state of California was like, no, you have to give it a real name. Oh, interesting. Because there's this, there's a skit. His name is ruined right now, but Louis C.K. has a skit where it's just like, there's no rules for naming your kid. There should be some rules. And he's just like, I'm just going to name my kid with, like, 50 Fs. Like, oh, yeah. He has a skit Wasn't about Louis that. Wasn't Louis C.K., like, got a conversation with some guy who, like, he thought stole that joke, or then they decided it was, like, he was remembering it or something? Oh, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's. A, I think that article I read wasn't true. So it's still A, wait, no, A, E, no, X, A, E, A, 12. Yeah, he has a... He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, so I watched a clip of like where he talked about how I'm like I don't give I don't give a fuck about this kid anyways. <laughs> this kid's, kid's gonna be fine. Kid already has more money at being like three days old than I'll ever see in my life, so I'm sure he could just be named whatever the fuck he wants, and eventually he might be able to just pay for everyone else to get their name changed to something ridiculous in the future. So whatever. <laughs> Anywho, on that note, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-Y, and follow at Canada Game Devs. We couldn't fit Canadian because Twitter has a 15-character limit or something. Something like that, yeah. Super annoying. Join our Discord, follow us on Facebook, and yeah, check out our streams this week, twitch.tv slash Devs. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Keep six feet, wash your hands, all that good stuff. See ya.
Bye.